It's good to be in the Lord's house. I can't think of a better place to be on the Lord's day. To you that can't be here but you're watching online, thank you for taking the time. And I hope that we'll keep you, well, if we have captured your attention and that we'll keep it, because I know from myself, I watch several services online during the week and how easy it is to get distracted with things that are going on in the house, phone calls and whatever, telemarketers. Don't you love telemarketers? I've, I've started saying, this is Pastor Chapel, how can I help you? And I get a lot of clicks out of that, you know? So you're welcome to use my name if you wish to. And uh, I guess they figure if they're not getting married or buried, they don't need a preacher. I would guess so, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Amen. But it's good to be here. Carrie, thank you for that uh, testimony. It has been a blessing to see Carrie uh, grow, led him to the Lord a number of years ago at his kitchen table, and to see him grow in the Lord and see him giving himself. I, uh, I remember my brother-in-law's uh, dad, uh, Harold Elliott, used to say to me, you know, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. It really is. That's where the blessing comes from. Not from the getting, but from the giving. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. I want to add my two cents to uh, the fact that we are going to have Brother Mendoza, who is the uh, Secretary Treasurer of Missions here next Sunday. I expect everyone to be here. Okay, If you're online and you have no excuse and you're not bleeding, uh, I hope that you'll make an effort, whatever it takes, uh, to get your bases covered. Don't plan over this, but uh, plan around it and be here. Don't make a donkey out of me, okay? I don't like to be embarrassed in front of my preacher brethren, certainly the Secretary Treasurer <laughs> of Missions, okay? And uh, if you'll do that, I promise you, you'll receive a, a blessing because it is more blessed to give and that's one of the things that we do is that we give to state missions we give a lot of money to state missions and our, our foreign mission interstate missions local missions and uh, we're all about missions amen and god will uh, god will bless us uh, for that and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that today and so our message is entitled giving and getting in time of need and if you have your Bibles or if you want to follow along on our screen or your, uh, what do they call it, your electronic device. A lot of people use electronic devices. I like the old Bible myself. I, mean, I know I'm old-fashioned, but just because something, something's old don't mean it ain't no good. But, uh, you know, I like people to know that I'm looking at the Bible, not Facebook. <laughs> amen. Can I amen, amen on that. All right, good. So you endure us old-timers, all right? We're tough. We didn't get this way by being soft. I want you to know that. But here we find in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. I'll extract one verse, which I don't usually do, but for time's sake, I think you're familiar with this. And I hope that you'll take time to read the context of this. We all know Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But verse 19, he says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Here we find that Paul gives thanks to the church at Philippi for their concern for him. 
And because we find that they had sent him funds to, uh, by the way of Epaphroditus. You go to verse 18 of, our, of this chapter, you'll find he says, But I have all and abound, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. So we find that the church of Philippi helped out this missionary by the name of Paul the Apostle, and he was grateful for that. And he said in response to that, that God is going to supply your need because you have given to my need. And so that's why I have entitled this, Giving, and getting in time of need. Paul had a time of need. And the church at Philippi, no doubt, would have a time of need. And that God, some way, somehow, would supply that need. I remember years ago when I was in seminary, and, and uh, I tell you what, I have, a, I have a place in my heart for seminary students because I know sometimes it's really tough. It was really tough uh, for us to get through. I mean, there were times, you know, we... Well, I tell people we were so we we were poor with four O's, we couldn't hardly make uh, two ends meet, and uh, and some people helped us along the way, and God provided, and and that made me so thankful and grateful, uh, and I pray that God would bless them as well, and that's what Paul is doing here, and so he told them that God would take care of them if they trusted Him. If they trusted him, which I'm sure that they did, they trusted that their offering and their help to Paul would be blessed. They trusted him for that. You know, I'm glad that uh, Paul's God is our God. Amen. All these years have come and gone, and we still have the God of supply. And as we give to God's kingdom activities, God will provide for us. As you give to missions, God's going to provide for us. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe through the years, that's why God has supported us here. There have been times we, we have flourished, and there are times when we have not flourished. <laughs> but God has already, always met our needs. And so he told them that God would take care of them. And we can be thankful that uh, that fact. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and and verse 8 as uh, a verse that the Apostle Paul wrote. Uh, and he told them that God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. Abound. Make you all sufficient. God is able. I like that word able. He is able. The truth of the matter is we can trust him with our time. If we can trust him with our talent, if we can trust him with our treasure, God is able to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Paul said. Y'all believe that? I believe that. Amen. I want us to know this, this promise that comes from God. Tear it down, take it, put it back together again. That's what's called Bible analysis. First of all, let me say you can't outgive God. 
Amen. Don't, don't you ever think that you can. God will outgive you every time. Number one, it's a personal promise. A personal promise. What did he say? He said, my God. My God. Here is a divine promise, not a human promise. Written by Paul, but certainly backed by God. Inspired by God. Because God cannot lie. Amen. Would you want to worship a God that can lie? Certainly I wouldn't want to worship one that lied to me. You know, we got politicians to do that. Amen. And so it is a divine promise. God was Paul's heavenly father through Jesus Christ, not creation. Oh, y'all got that? Everybody is not a child of God, but only those who have trusted Christ and those who have received Christ, God becomes their father. John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. I'm here to tell you today that I am a child of God, not because of the flesh, not because of my parents, but because I've been born again by the Spirit of God, period. That's it. And so he said, "He, my God, my God. It is a personal thing between us and God. I, and I can just scratch a place off here and scratch and tell you that God is so personal. That when we pray that God would reveal himself to us, he can in mighty ways. Mighty ways. It's amazing how personal that God can get if we will trust him and if we will allow him. Number two, it's not only a personal promise, but it is a positive promise. Shall supply. My God shall supply. God... <laughs> Bless his heart. He is able to supply whatever need we have. This word comes from the word Pharaoh, which means filled to the brim. Y'all remember, anybody old enough to remember brim coffee? Uh, you're not, are you? Uh, some of you are. Okay, good. I don't feel like I'm dirt yet. Old as dirt. But they'd say, fill it to the brim with brim. That was their slogan. It's amazing how these little slogans hang on to you uh, for years and years and years. But yeah, and so that's what this word means, that God shall supply us to the brim. You know, see, God is able. He, he took care of Abraham when he needed a substitute, when he took his son up there up on the, on the mount to offer him as a sacrifice. And I believe that when Abraham and Isaac went up one side of that mountain, that the ram went the other side of the mountain. And when Abraham was about ready to offer his son as a sacrifice, God said, hold it, wait a minute, look over there in the thicket. And over there in that thicket with a crown of thorns was a ram. And God supplied it. And you know what he called that mountain? Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means God will provide. God will see to it literally. Wow. I remember when I was a boy and they would, the teacher said, well, we need somebody to bring something to school this week. And I'd go home and I'd say, Daddy, I, the teacher wants something. Do we have one of those? Can you get one of those? And he'd say, I'll see to it. I'll see to it. And I, I remember a time the teacher said, I need a big box. 
Can somebody bring a big box? And I, I knew my daddy, he, he worked, he ran a place called Vending Nut Company over in, on Montgomery Street. It's still there. But he, he shipped out tons and tons of peanuts and cashews and almonds, pecans with, I'm not doing an advertisement here or nothing, but he did a lot of nut business. And uh, he used boxes. So I knew he had boxes. And so I went to him and I said, Daddy, can you get me a box to take to school? He said, I'll see to it. The next day, he, when he came home from work, he had a box. I only had one logistical problem with this box. How do you carry a big box to school when you walk to school? And I, I boys and girls, you ain't going to believe this, but I walked to school. And I walked home from school every day. Only thing I knew was put that thing on my head. You don't travel very fast when you got a box over your head. And as short as I am, that box came all the way to the ground just about. And I'd take a few steps, and I'd raise the box up and look, see if I was still on the sidewalk, and I'd keep going. And finally, you know, <laughs> I, could, I could hear everybody laughing when I came on the schoolyard. And, uh, and they, they saw me in my box, but my daddy saw to it. And I trusted him that he'd take care of it when he said, I will provide in Abraham, God, he saw God take care of it. I think about the children of Israel as they, uh, they uh, left Egypt and went to the Exodus. And, and, you know, here's about three million people out in the wilderness trying to survive. And they got, they got hungry and God provided the manna and God provided the quail. And uh, got more manna than what they wanted. Man, it wasn't like Mrs. Bird's bread. I want you to know that, okay? It was it probably probably didn't taste all that good because they got to complaining about it. I imagine Mrs. Moses had a hundred recipes on how to cook manna. And they got complaining and God gave them quail. Now, I like quail. <laughs> I don't know how they cooked it back then, but I've had enough fried quail to know it's good. And God took care of them. God provided. He provided clothes and shoes for them that didn't wear out. Boy, I'd like to have some of those now, wouldn't you? And then God took care of Daniel in, in the lion's den. He gave those lions lockjaw. He took care of the Shadrach and Meshach and the Abednego and the fiery furnace. You can put Jesus down there with them. Amen. Jesus goes with me, I'll go. They sing that song sometime. That's a good one. It's an oldie but goodie. Amen. And so God made a positive promise that he shall supply the same God that took care of Abraham, the same God that took care of the children of Israel, the same God that took care of Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach to go and, and Peter and Paul and all the apostles. I'm here to tell you, he can take care of us. He's still alive. Amen. He's still in business. Whew. Psalmist said in Psalm 37 25, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. We serve the God of supply. Thirdly, it is a pointed promise. He said, All your need, not some of your need, not a little of your need. He didn't say, Well, I'll, he'll try to help. He said, I'll take care of the whole enchilada, as we would say in Texas. God will do it all. All your need. And let me say this, okay? 
before you think, you know, you're going to get a brand new uh, Mercedes or something, he said, all your need, not your wants. Hmm, okay. Our need list is a lot shorter than our want list, sad to say. God's not going to give you all that you want because you just want more. We are selfish, narcissistic people. We want more, 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 more. Someone asked a millionaire one time, how much more would it take to make you happy? He said a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. And I'm here to tell you, though, that our need list is really pretty short. What we need is food to eat, don't we? What we need is water to drink. What we need is clothes, sin to be naked. And we need some shelter, right, to take care of us. That's our basic need. And we are so spoiled. Oh, come on. That we cannot do. Hey, let your cable TV go out and listen to you whine. Said, so, you hear us? No, I whine myself. I can't watch gun smoke at noon. I'm in trouble. Amen. I know that dates me. Ask your grandparents what gun smoke is. But it's a positive promise. It is a pointed promise. He said, Jesus said this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What are these things? If you'll read the whole chapter, you'll find out that your basic needs Consider the lilies of the field. They, you know, they don't spin nor toil, but the Lord provides for them. Consider the sparrows, the birds of the air. God takes care of their needs. Takes care of their needs. God can take care. It's amazing what you can get by when you have to. I mean, we, you know, we were remodeling our our kitchen for three months. It amazed me how we made out on two coffee tables. But we did. And that's really all we needed. And so today we understand that this is a pointed promise that he will take care of all of our basic needs. And what he gives us on top of that are blessings. And he does. He gives us more than we really need, doesn't he? Especially here in America. Us Americans, as we say in Texas, is we just doubly blessed. We get the whipped cream on the on the on the on the cake and the cash slobber on the pie. How blessed we are. We should be the most grateful, thankful people in the whole wide world because of what we have. Till we go to the gas pump. <laughs> And then what do we have to pray? We have to pray when we go to the, bas, ba, the, the gas pump and say, Lord, forgive me when I whine. That, well, well, I won't get on that. I know y'all are hungry. Pointed promise, a plentiful promise. According to his riches and glory. I got news for you today. God owns it all. Amen. You say, well, I lost by this or I lost that. It ain't yours. It's all his. And we are just stewards of what God has given to us. And I am a rich man, no doubt about it. But here is the thing. There is not a need that we have that God cannot meet. He owns it all. A lot of times I think we're guilty. I know I am. 
of asking for too little. It must be an insult to God sometimes when we say, well, I want this little, just this little. And God says, I can give you a whole bunch. And a lot of times he gives us more than we ask for because he got it all. And it surprises us when that, when that happens, doesn't it? We ask for our basic needs, and God says, thank you. And doesn't it bless your heart when your child comes to you and, and just asks you for something very basic, and your heart just floods over, and you want to give them more than they ask for? That's the way God is, because he's our Heavenly Father. Amen? And the Father knows how to give good gifts. He's a great gift giver. And so he gives us plentiful according to his riches and glory. Someone wrote, God's riches fill up our supply, whatever we may need, so we can be then be generous and not be controlled by greed. Ooh. So God freely gives to us so that we can give freely to others. Last point. It's a powerful promise. It's a powerful promise. What have we said? It's a personal promise. He said, my God. He said it is a positive promise. He said he shall supply, not might. Appointed supply all of your needs. And a plentiful promise according to his riches in glory and a powerful promise by Christ Jesus. Who has all authority? Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He has the badge. Authority is important. If I stopped you on the highway and said, I'm going to give you a ticket, you'd say, uh, let me see your badge. I don't have a badge. Now, you just passed me going 75 miles an hour in a 50-mile-an-hour zone. I'm going to give you a ticket. You got a badge? No, I ain't got a badge. You don't have any authority. I'm here to tell you that Jesus said, I've got all the authority, and I can give. He is the key to having all of our needs Met, amen. Love, love, love. He gives us love. He gives us rest, whatever we need. He never tires of us asking. He gives in his own time, his own way, and sometimes from unexpected places, doesn't he? Has God ever surprised you the way he supplied your need from an unknown source that you just didn't even think was an option? Oh, I can remember one. I probably shared to you the time that we were so poor in seminary we had one dime. I like this story. I'm going to tell it again, okay? So punch the guy next to you and said, wake up. This is a good story. We had one dime. We had a little uh, Coke stand right across the street and I told my wife I said I'm gonna go call my mama and ask her if she'll loan us some money till I get paid <clears throat> and I said 
the operator, I'll call her collect, the operator will punch the dime back. I'll take that dime, I'll go across the street, and young people, you have to believe this, I'm telling you this, and I'll buy us a Coke with two straws. You could buy a Coke for 10 cents, couldn't you? So y'all, some of y'all are old enough to know that. It's hard to believe, isn't it? but it's true. Well, I went and I put my dime in and I said, I want to call my mama collect. Put in a collect call. If you don't know what a collect call is, ask your parents or grandparents. And um, so, I, so I called her. And when, when I hung up, all this money started to belch out of that phone. I mean, man, it just, I thought I, you know, I was in Las Vegas and hit one of them slot machines. Here it come, here it come. It just kept on coming, you know. And I thought, oh, now, what am I going to do? Man, I can go buy us a hamburger and a Coke now. <laughs> and I remember what one of the seminary professors said. He said, boys, one day you'll be tested. Your integrity will be tested. So your popularity is what other people think about you, but your integrity is what God thinks about you. And I thought, this is the test. So I took my dime that she had belched back to me, and I put it in, and I called her back, and I told her what happened. And I thought, well, she's going to just say, keep it. <laughs> no. She said, count it all back in to me, starting with the quarters first. <sighs> and so I put all the quarters, I put all the nickels, and I put all of the dimes back in, including the original dime. And she said, thank you for your honesty. I said, ma'am, you did not give me my dime back. She said, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that, ma'am. But if you'll write us a letter, we'll send you the dime. I said, never mind. So I, I went back to my wife. I told her, I said, I got some good news and some bad news. Said, good news is that Mama's going to send us some money. Bad news is I lost our dime. We won't get our Coke for two straws. <laughs> and uh, the good news is that I got a letter in the mail the next few days, and it was an, it was an offering for $25. <laughs> and I didn't have a clue where it came from. It was a church. It was a Baptist church down in San Antonio, Texas. As far as I knew, I didn't know anybody in San Antonio, Texas, but I did. Or he knew me. Until years later, I found out. I went to seminary. I was telling everybody about it. And they said, where'd he come from? I said, well, it came from up above. And I quoted Philippians 4, 19. God supplied it. But years later, I found out it was a fellow that was in our church, Brother Russell Kirkham, who passed away here this past year. He was in a church down in San Antonio, and they had some $25 of mission money, and they said, well, we, don't, well, we want to send that. And he said, I know a guy in seminary in Little Rock, Arkansas, that send it to him. He'd probably use it. That's where it came from. Unexpected sources. And that's the way God works sometimes. He gives it from places that you never thought of. He knows what our need is, and he supplies our need of, of, by Christ Jesus. He gives us rest when we are tired. He said, Come unto me, all you that labor, and I will give you rest. He gives us love when we think that no one cares because God is love. God knows how to love, and he knows how to love you. 
He gives us guidance when we are confused. He said, our God, the psalmist said, our God will be our, be our God and, and guide us unto death. In Psalms 48, 14. He'll be our comfort when we are sad. First, 2 Corinthians 1, 3. He says he is the God of all comfort. And he will give us forgiveness when we confess our sin. 1 John 1, 9. Talked about that in Sunday school this morning. And so he calls on us to be a vessel in which he can meet the needs of others. God may use you to give to someone unexpectedly and bless their hearts because they are in need. I remember I was without a job, and, and my pastor said, I want to give you a job. I'm going to pay you for it. I said, the Lord's going to take care of me. He said, I know, but he's going to use me to do it. Amen. Luke 6, 38 says, Given it shall be given good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We will give. God will supply. Give. God will not bless a stingy church, my pastor used to say, nor will he bless a stingy Christian. We do mission work because God will not bless a stingy church. We give because individually because God will not bless us if we do not. This is not a blank check to get our finances met, but it's a conditional covenant to help others. And if we do, if we will reach out with a loving, giving heart, not because we have to, but because we want to, God will supply our needs. That, my friend, is what Paul was saying to the church at Philippi. The greatest need. What is your greatest need? I tell people there's three, two things that you need are your greatest needs. One of them is forgiveness of sin. Jesus died upon the cross that you might have the forgiveness of sin. He shed his rich red royal blood in order that we might be ransomed, in order the ransom might be paid, in order that we might be redeemed and that we might be reconciled before God and stand in his righteousness. Have it imputed to our account because we have no righteousness of our own. And secondly, eternal life. The second great need that we have, greatest need we have is eternal life because we're all going to die. I used to think, I know somebody who has died. Yeah, I had a friend, his papa died. As I got older, I knew more people that died. As I got a little bit older, people my age were starting to die. Now hardly a month goes by that somebody that I went to school with or a friend with or a colleague has died. And you know what I finally came to terms with? This took a long time to accept this as a concrete fact that we are all going to die. We are all going to die. It's not just a saying, it's a truth. One of these days your name will be, be sketched up on a, on a tombstone. If you go that way, you might go the speedy route through the cremation. There's a slow route called the burial. You're going to go back to the dust of the earth. But the moment you die, your spirit is going to leave your body and make its way into eternity. Everybody has eternal existence, but not everyone has eternal life. Eternal life is a life with God in heaven. And you can have that today. He offers that as a gift. A gift. You can't work for it. You cannot earn it. 
It's just a gift. And if you had repent of your sins and place your faith and trust in his son who said, I am the way and the truth and the life and no man cometh to the Father but by me, he will write your name down in the Lamb's book of life and it'll never get taken out of there for time and for eternity. It's there till you get there. Amen. Would you stand with me? I don't know your heart today. I don't know how God's dealt with you with this message. I know how he's dealt with me. I preach it to you, to myself, before I preach it to you. But if you've never trusted him, today you can. Maybe you need to make another spiritual decision. And I believe in this time, which is so perilous. A lot of scholars believe sincerely that, that this Ukraine thing is opening the door, the pathway for, for, for Gog, Russia, to come down and have a path to Israel. I mean, that's true or not, I don't know. But I tell you what, it's a scary thought. We may be in the very end times, folks. We need to move to the center of God's will for our life. And if you're not there, you need to get smack dab in the center of God's will and let his blessings take care of your needs. He will if you will. Ball's in your court. Whatever your need, we're here. The altar is open. You come. Father, we thank you today for your word. It's so rich, so real, so blessed so convicting in many areas that you would help us lord that we might be givers that we might be recipients of your blessings and we realize that your blessings are not always tangible but sometimes it's just a joy and the blessings blessings of giving and we pray this in jesus name amen while we sing our appeal you come your invitation your opportunity to let God have his way.